said what I said. You know, white people really just treat their cats well. Why would you say that? Well, because like now Luca's climbing all over the desk and the microphone and everything. And and I just feel like white people be like, oh, Timmy, oh, you're so cute. Oh, yes. I'm like, bitch, do you pay for any of this? Oh, no. White people are so good to their pets. They are. Even when their pets beat the shit out of their kids. Yeah. They're, they're like, like oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Timmy's got a bad temper. Yeah. And that's not even a, a racist thing. Like I've watched videos specifically yeah. on YouTube compilations of animals beating the shit out of kids. And the parents being like, oh, Xander, (laughs) don't hit the baby. (laughs) And Xander has scratched the kid's eyes out. (laughs) Wild. 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 Are we recording? Yes, we are. Hi. (laughs) Yeah, we are recording, girl. All on record. (laughs) I love my little pet. Look at him. Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode. Guys and gays. No, girls girls and gays. Girls and gays. Thank you. The guys is is not a factor. Nah. Welcome to Welcome. another episode of I Said What I Said. Mm-mm. We definitely need, I want a new title for the podcast, so please give me ideas. Why do you want a new title, by the way? Um, I just feel like I've outgrown that. I also just don't... serious? Well, first of all, everyone has, there are about 12 podcasts of that name, which is annoying. Um, I want something where if you put it on Google, we come up immediately. Mm. Um... Also, I don't think it particularly speaks to what we're doing. Not two that- bitches, one mic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Literally, let's oh two God. bitches, one mic. <laughs> Sorted. No, but for real, please like send in suggestions. Okay. Nyak isn't keen at all, but so no, I am and I'm I'm part of the process. I feel like I said what I said is so edgy and like, you know. Yeah, but Nyak, no one can find us. Like we're lost in the noise. We're just number 12 down. It's not even be- below the screen. You don't even have to scroll down. You just look on your screen and you find it. Okay. Okay. So I'll. how about I present you the names that I, I and the listeners come up with. Okay. What if it just is called Mukundwa? Honestly, that's just... <laughs> Mukunda, full stop. Um, so we have we are recording under in candlelight at the moment, yeah, because there is something called load shedding, yeah. For people on the continent, you know what that is. <laughs> For those of you who are not on the continent, it is when you pay tax money, but your president decides to spend it on his eleventh, eleventh wife's yeah. home. <laughs> yeah, something like that. The wife who's number eleven, her home. And then we don't have power. I feel like that's definitely the White House wide version. <laughs> I don't know why load shedding happens, but basically we literally don't have electricity. Mm. And that's another reason my Danish king needs to hurry the fuck up <laughs> and take me. Take me, my to Nordic king. Yes. yes. No, I know. I laughed. I have to say, I laughed so hard when South Africans first experienced load shedding. Because in Uganda, this is like, we've been living with load shedding, like, ever since I knew Uganda as a kid. Yeah. Some days you got electricity, some days you don't. And you're in nice houses, like, pretty yeah. shit. Like, <laughs> you know, well-to-do people. We all know. When it's your turn, it's your turn. It's your turn. Just sit down. But here, like, the whole country's up in arms because now there's less. It's like, welcome to Africa. But it's terrible. No. For SA, this is absolutely unacceptable. <laughs> we have come to the America of Africa and we still have to struggle. It's not, no, it's really not. The government runs way too well here to be, this is just not acceptable at all. Okay. I refuse it. But that's why, yeah, my Nordic um, king needs to come ASAP. Mm. If you happen to be um, Danish. I cannot be And you have hair mid down your back. Yeah. Uh, just DM me. DM me. Um, you've won a cash prize of $100,000. <laughs> DM me. We'll talk about the particulars. 
with where to collect your money. I know. Oh my god, because I'm watching The Last Kingdom uh, on Netflix and she's it's forcing everyone to watch. It is so oh my god. I'm in White King season right now. Like I'm gearing myself up for Game of Thrones. And so that's why I'm watching all these anything where a white boy holds a sword, where there are rats and the plague, where people <laughs> wash their clothes in the river. I'm down. You're down. Where like brothers kill each other for the throne, I'm down. Like that is my kink. All that to say, we're talking about <laughs> conflict avoidance this week. <laughs> Natural progression. Natural I see, progression. I see, yeah. What yeah. a smooth segue. Absolutely. Um, it's an interesting topic because I just posted on my Instagram about conflict avoidance, mm. and a lot of people like had. It's really interesting. I really was sure that 99.9% of people, especially women, avoid conflict. But actually, it's even more than 99.9. So, I don't know. (laughs) You don't avoid conflict? No. Well, yeah. Well, I'm part of the one, the 0.1% that is better at it. But not, I'm not like, I don't lean in entirely. Like Donald Trump leans in. (laughs) I'm, I'm still, yeah. I'm better, but not like good per se. Okay. But yeah, I wanted to talk about it because I think conflict avoidance is distressing for every party involved, which Mm. is like a shocker. I think as much as it's done in like an effort to protect, like to keep the peace, to protect feelings, it's, I think people consider it a really um, kind thing to do, but it actually is super frustrating Mm. um, for the people who are on the receiving end because often either there's just lots of tension in relationships or the person on the receiving end has to compensate and be the person to introduce Mm. conflict. Um, And for the person who doesn't um, introduce conflict, they just create conflict within themselves. And it isn't kindness. I think what it actually is, is you not prioritizing your voice, you not um, like letting yourself be angry, like giving yourself space Mm. to feel what you feel. So I think something that seems really innocuous and like kind of sweet is actually an epidemic that's just killing our girls and boys you know (laughs) so i just wanted to chat about it because Mm. i feel like in the room we've got someone who i like i feel like i'm well versed in conflict and our cat for example avoids conflict at all costs oh yeah does he with who with us with everyone he lets all the other kitties eat his food oh yeah but he really beats the shit out of the old ones Oh, okay, no, he does. Like beats the war veterans, which is yeah. such a low blow. Yeah, he's a, he's still a man. There's so a shame that cat, <laughs> that other cat has no teeth and like walks with a limp. And look, they beat him up just to get in. his little space to lie in the sun. I know. Look at him; he's not even ashamed. He's not. He is not. He just Men. wants his cuddles. Yeah. <laughs> but so, what about you, Nyak? You've literally you're going to second base with the cats. I feel like you're. Are you listening? <laughs> what about you? What's your relationship to conflict? <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, like, I I want to yeah. explore this through at least the lens of, like, how we've navigated conflict. Because yeah. we, we actively introduced it to our relationship. Yeah. And I think I did mention when we first started living together, I think I did say that it's upsetting that I'm always the one to bring up, like, conflict. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's quite interesting. Um, I'm interested in how you, your relationship to conflict is mm. changing. Mm. Okay. Yeah, no, it, it is changing and really for the better. And funny enough, the tables have turned a little bit in the ways that you used to introduce conflict. I do now. And in the ways that you, I, I would avoid conflict in very small ways. I find that you do now 
which oh. is very interesting. But I think we're finding our balance, basically. So, serial people pleaser, recovering people pleaser. Yes. Oh my god! One ep- some sometime I'm gonna get this right. Sometime in the future, recovering people pleaser. Like conflict was something that I absolutely did not like. I think because it just the consequences were that I wouldn't be liked anymore, and I really didn't want to deal with that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So, has it served me? I would say, you know, in some cases, yes, because actually where I thought it did serve me, I've seen you navigate the exact same situations and still get what you want out of it. Um, Say in terms of being when when you've got an attendant, uh, someone tending to you, like I would rather go the super sweet route and just smile and they've done something wrong or rude or whatever. And I just be polite and sweet and just get what I need in the end. And you've been more, um, uh, ab- not abrasive, but like confronting. Mm. And you still get what you want, but you know you don't leave with everyone going oh, bye bye. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't make I don't make the friends in the yeah. shop. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't leave a sweet taste in people's mouths. <laughs> Interesting. But however, having said that, I find our friendship is really not tiring because of that. Like I know that if there's something that's bugging you or me, we can just sort it out and move on. And that's so nice to know. And there's not all that background um, stress that comes with avoiding conflict. Um, I was just watching RuPaul Drag Race Untucked. <laughs> How about Untucked, retouched, <laughs> revision, rewind, rehash. I am here for every angle <laughs> every of iteration. RuPaul's Drag Race. I swear, if they have... They're rinsing it. Honestly, RuPaul Drag Race, before the queens arrive, <laughs> I'm watching all of those seasons. After they go home, I'm watching. When they get married and kids. So, um, and Shangela um, is one of the characters. Yeah. And actually, not a character, one of the people on the show. And she confronts people straight up. And I was just in awe of her just saying, speaking her mind. Obviously, you know, there might have been things that she could tweak and, and sort of tact and so on. But you kind of know where you stand with her. And I'm in awe of people like that, where you you know where you stand with them no matter what. And you can tell that they're not here to make you like them. And I think with people like that, I trust them a lot more. When I know Ooh. when they smile, I know, bitch, they're happy. I, I, it's not a matter of what's, what are they really thinking. And when they're not smiling, and they're just not smiling and it's fine. Like, I'm, I'm so in awe of that. I really want to be that bitch. I want to stop smiling. Well, yeah, you do. I really, For really years, do. you've been like really yeah. interested in the movement of women who don't smile. Oh my God. They're so amazing. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. You know what my big question is, or my feeling is it sometimes like with you and me, even, I just feel like sometimes it does get too much, like not everyday conflict, mm. not everyday raising issues, not everyday talking about things. Like sometimes yeah. I think it's fine to just work things out within yourself or just ignore it and move on. Like it's not, yeah, like, yeah. Sometimes I think it just gets a bit tiring. Yes. So like, what, maybe you tell me, like, where do you find that balance of like um, bringing up conflict or facing conflict and just letting things slide? Like, do you feel that you've cheated yourself or that you're not being true to yourself if you just let it slide? Um. So with me and you, I think also, I guess the, maybe there might be an assumption that I don't let things slide. And yeah. I think, because I've, maybe I've also mentioned... I think I've also implied that. So I you mean d- with the amount of times you roast me, like yeah. an equal amount of slid? Not equal. Okay. But they're things that I let slide. So we, we argue or, or what, confront. Yes. Maybe three times a day, morning, e- morning lunch and dinner. <laughs> and we have a serious like lower your voices, talk, maybe every third day. Yes, yes, mm. we do. 
But for me, my bigger question is, I'm surprised more people haven't killed each other and divorced even more. Because if you're not doing this three times a day, what is going on? Mm. Because what happens is um, you make a hot chocolate. Your, your, your person you live with makes a hot chocolate. They leave some, a rim. The rim of hot chocolate is now on the counter. Obviously, you see it. The, you think they've seen it. That's day one. Day two, it's not sticky and dry. Day three, they haven't wiped it. So married couples, all it takes is that hot yeah. chocolate stain for 10 years. And then eventually they break up when you're in uni and it's like, no, no, no. But yeah. in year one, had you mentioned, please wipe your, your hot chocolate rim stains. So for me, I'm more, I'm very interested in what happens when you don't confront as much or what mm. happens when I don't. Because um, probably loads of people, I think there are people who are much less pedantic and much less curious. Or not curious. People who are much less pedantic than me. I, it's really important for me to understand where people come from. If you don't, I struggle to humanize you. <laughs> Has this gone full dictator? Like full genocide? It's, it's been full dictator. Like, yeah. y'all don't understand. I am a survivor. Uh, yes. Is that rude survivor. shame for real survivors? But I do think I've survived you. Wow. So can I no take backs? As you can hear. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I think for me, that is like facts um, is I can't humanize if I, I can't humanize and empathize if I can't understand where you come from. Um, I don't have to agree with it, but I can understand where it comes from. So for me, the moment I stop asking questions of people and confronting, I've decided I've made up my decision about what I think they are for better or for worse for myself. Like, so if I stopped asking you questions, it would literally be because I've decided Nyak probably just doesn't think about what she's doing or Nyak's an inconsiderate person. And, I, and then I make peace with that reality. I've decided that you are. So for me, and I do that with a lot of people, but I've decided with you, because I think you also asked me that actually, as yeah. soon as you ask, then decide that I'm... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Ask the reason rather than decide, like, I just don't give a fuck. Or, yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's why I do. But with many people, I just literally... Look at them. I'm like, wow, you you are X, Y, Z. And I just make peace with that and I move on. Or my favorite saying for my dad, he's a basket. You're a basket case. Yeah, you're clearly a Not basket. Not even with a case. Like with my dad, it's like a basket, like an empty vessel for just yeah. putting in bread. You're an empty vessel. That's it. Yeah, and that's what I do a lot because I am judgmental. Um, that's the risk it runs. So mm. it's either I ask you lots of questions or I don't and I judge you. Mm. Um so, okay, so how about, so I feel like there's there's a step before that that you could entertain, which mm-hmm. is just kind of appreciating that the other person somehow, somehow um, has a sense of the moral code, a rationale code that they applied to and that for them, that, or just like giving them the benefit of the doubt, if, if you generally know them not, not to be a fool. But yes. Is that a bit far? Like so mm-hmm. that you don't have to... Th- do the extra work to kind of understand where they come from in case, you know, like how about if you never understand where it comes from? Like, Mm. are you always kind of plagued or? Right. So, and that question comes from a place of, I think for you, that process sounds burdensome Mm. for me. And also it's burdensome for you to be on the receiving end of that. Mm. So, um, what I've decided is I, I already, so I don't, assume anyone's clever or unclever or thoughtful or unthoughtful until something happens that I don't understand. So mm-hmm. for example, yeah, you know, if you switch okay. on the kettle, I understand that. I don't ask you why, okay. but if there's water all over the floor, I don't understand why that's there. Right. And then I'll ask you. So it's when there's been a break in my cognitive understanding. 
And okay. so I, I'll keep asking you. And it's, it's rather that because that's important for me to serve that need in me. Mm. And then, if, for example, you or the person doesn't want to answer or wants to handle that differently. It's important for them then mm. to, to do what they need to do. Absolutely. But me, I'm doing what I need to do to get to let that energy out of me. Yeah. Because what happens is it's like a floodgate. Mm. I ignore what you've done on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, by Saturday it explodes. And then when we have an argument, all this backlog comes and you don't know where it's come from. Yeah. And that's because every day I've been letting things slide. Yeah. So for me, I don't think letting things slide benefits anybody. Um, right. Okay. Okay. So the difference is that what, what looks like me ignoring something, if you haven't said anything about it, it's not that you've let it slide. Like I might have, you have understood it in, in, in your, in your frame. Like you've understood where it's coming from. For example, and then and you don't want to, you don't need to go there. You don't need to discuss it. You don't need to ask questions about it. I get, sure, yes, yeah. it, it fits in the framework that makes yeah. sense. And there's some the things I do let slide is because I weigh up. I assume what kind of reaction you're going to have. Yeah. And I, I might not want the drama. That's how I feel. Oh, so if I okay. ask you why the coffee's there, then I think I don't want her to be paranoid all the time now. Yeah. Um, that she leaves coffee. There. So yeah. I start to think ahead and I decide what's easier for me to yeah. just leave it or for me to ask. So I make that judgment call because it is tiring for me too. It is quite, it's, it's, t- it's a tiring thing to yeah. constantly confront and constantly work because it's effortful. Yeah. Um, but I don't want it any other way. Yeah. Oh, for myself okay. no okay i don't think it could be any for me it cannot be any other way mm. if you're living with if you're co if, if, if i'm coexisting with you and you keep yeah. putting the toilet paper the other way i don't like i'm gonna have to discuss that at some point because yeah. that's uncomfortable for me yeah because where does that go for you then do you just live in dis- displeasure like <laughs> if you didn't confront me about the toilet paper what where would that go that energy yeah i think you know I think for me, so what I'm really working on is like making peace with things for myself and being happy for myself. However, I do have to make sure that I don't use that as a scapegoat to avoid conflict. Mm. So maybe it is important to discuss, listen, when the toilet paper is the other way up, then when you roll it in your hands, you get the soft side up and your bum doesn't burn. Like it's important that we do it the other way. Like, you know, to actually just confront that rather than try to avoid it because the outcome will be good or the outcome will bring more peace um yeah and but do you see those benefits then like imagine even today i was thinking you explaining the toilet paper has made all the difference Mm. because i just would have kept turning around because Mm. to to you my way doesn't clock because you've got the way that is soft and Mm. to me your way doesn't clock so had you not said anything Mm. we would have just kept living in this perpetual twisting Mm. and turning the toilet paper but at least now we've come to a point where we can both decide And go forward with understanding that the other one has like a way of thinking that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So for me, it's all good. It's, it's tiring. I yeah. Li- but it's good. Well, you know what? I, I, I agree. And I think it's tiring to a point. Like, I think that we're finding our balance. So honestly, I just, I'm like, if, if this is just my relationship with my sister, like. <laughs> bitch. Someone's going to have to pay me to yes. do me. Like, oh my God. Or actually, yeah. I actually think that, um. Both of us, both of the people in whatever relationship have to be on board with being raw and real and moving forward so that this conflict can be there. Um, Because, bitch, it's so tiring, as you say, when you're the when you feel like either you're the one always instigating or you're on the other hand and you just feel um, uh, almost attacked all the time. Like it's just both of you really have to be 
come to the table, I think, mm. um, and decide to work on that. And so, for example, with the with the toilet paper, whereas in my other relationships with people that um, might not be on the, um, let's say, on the same journey as like, you know, of talking and confronting things, mm. um, I felt that I've just over-explained or that people don't want to hear all my reasons or those reasons. With people that, that aren't on the same plane as me, um, explaining why things are a certain way kind of feels out of place. People that, you know, aren't looking to just have, um, that aren't, you know, in conflict or like, uh, what's the word? Like approaching conflict with me that aren't, you know, yeah. open to that. So for so now with you, explaining things brings ease because then I know it cancels out a whole lot of questions you have. And I only said that to you, for example, because I know you like it the other way and I found a better way. And it's, you know, it's communicating that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. And it's, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's exhausting for some, it's not for others, it's mm. everything in between. I think you have to find whatever works for you, whatever releases your tension. For some people, it's much easier to, to live or coexist and not bring up these really small things because it's upsetting mm. and they'd rather, but as long as you release that tension so that you don't go shoot up a school after, because that's what happens. <laughs> that is what happens. You shoot up a school. You shoot up a school. If you... I think the thing with energy is that it's really going to help or hurt someone. So that's either going to be you or the next person. Yeah. Or both if you don't let it through you. Um, Especially with negative. I think we just all, with that tension, we have to let it through us or else it'll just fuck up your kidney. Like it'll just literally give you a disease. Literally. And that'll be that. Um, But also I think more than anything, I think this is like step phase two and like the how you how you have conflict but i think the reasons we don't have conflict mm. is the first step like examining what are we afraid of what's yeah. the issue what, what are the ideas we've been like taught around confrontation um and i think for me i've also had to unlearn because i've been an outspoken person that's never been branded i've always been branded boisterous and outspoken and like an aggressor and a troublemaker and yeah. a troublemaker um and i think some of which is fair so yeah, so from people like Nyak who will lay their bridge, Ooh, lay, lay their backs across the river to let people walk over it. Yes, I am human- seen as a troll. How is humanity going to cross the water <laughs> if nobody, if I don't lay me down? And guess who'll be walking on at me? People like me. She'll so, just hop, skip and jump. I'll hop, skip and jump on your, and I'll be like- on your vertebra, vertebra 12 or whatever it's called. You didn't even ask me if I'm sure? Do you know? So I just think it's important. I've also had to like unlearn that actually... Yeah, it's just all subjective. The people who complain about conflict and, and don't like those people, it's because there's something in them they aren't comfortable with conflict. Mm. Um, and, and for people who do like it, it's because something in them is comfortable with it. And so it's so personal. Girl, it is it is so ego-driven. Like, conflict, when we are in conflict with other people, when I'm in conflict with other people, I found that my ego just gets its back right up. It's as if my very essence is being questioned disapproved of you know it's so it's like when a kid's toy is taken away um kids really really identify with the thing as being as an extension of its of themselves and i'm talking about like toddlers three-year-old and it's the same with when someone says "Mm, no i don't like the way you've done that you know it's it's get and i think that's that's why i hate politics because it's personal for no reason like people are getting up in their feelings about things that aren't about them it's like can we just fucking run this country please for all the benefit of everyone but you know people get really personal about things for nothing um or for, for to no good end 
Which is, so that's interesting because that just reflects how you get about conflict. Uh, well, I guess I can As only know said. me. So, yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you just said you get, it, you take it personally. Yes. And that's what, politics is you, but on a huge scale and messing up the country. Not yes. like the toilet paper now. It's the country. Yeah. And it's interesting. I think, speak about that more though. Because even, so the other day I asked you why you didn't refill the water filter. Yeah. And you snapped. I did. So I just assumed that you had judged me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just didn't want to be judged. And I didn't want to mm. feel stupid. Because the judgment that it would have been in my head was like, was that you can see it's empty. Why don't you fill it up? Like that equal, equals stupidity. Okay. And that's something that I have a big in- insecurity about with all my brains. Um, but it, you know, I'm still so insecure of coming across as stupid. Mm. And so that just triggered that for me. And before even checking it, um, I, you know, snapped back at you. And then when you were surprised, instead of just immediately drawing back, I kind of defended it a bit and I just needed to take some space and some time. I think in reality, taking some space and a breather and some time isn't necessary unless you've got to talk yourself, myself out of my ego. Interesting. Mm. Okay, and I think in your what you were describing much earlier, in a perfect world world with me and you, then maybe you'd want me to judge which situations need questioning. So like with the water filter, that instead of asking why, maybe fill it and assume that it must have been a mistake because it's such a like mundane Mm. infraction. No, actually, I think what you did in the in a perfect world, what you did originally was perfect because. they actually, when I look at it with, from like a third person outside, I think it's so much better to ask, why did you do that? And not let the why be a, an accusatory why in my head. And I think that's the problem is that things that question what the decisions that I've made, um, I tend to take so personally Mm. as if it's like who I am. So no, I think it's great that you asked um, was there a thought process behind not filling the water bottle? Because it could have been. It could be that I, I want, you know, I want to finish all the water in the in the water jug, the water filter first, and then fill it up and not just muddle all the new water. Um, it could be that it needs a wash and I wanted it to be empty before. It could be a whole lot of things. So mm. I think it's fine. And so that you can understand the process better and that you don't disrupt it. You don't just come and fill it. But, you know, I had wanted to wash it and now we have to wait for another three hours before we finish it. So I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, which is why I really want to aim at like not taking things personally um, because then I can actually see a, an issue for what it is um, rather than making it about my insecurities. Hectic. Hectic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a thing. I'm trying to think of when I've been confronted I actually think, okay, so my interpretation of sometimes when we have conflict yes. is that you kind of like you get on this train that starts going. Mm-hmm. And even if you realize that this doesn't quite make sense, you've started the train and you can't quite jump off. Mm-hmm. So for me, that would be where what I don't know what your process is, but that it doesn't serve you. And so I just know that I've got to leave you um, or stop talking so that you can so that we don't just keep going down this train that that to me doesn't make any sense. Do you have any specific, do you have a specific example? I know what you mean, but a specific one would help. Um, this is an old one that we resolved, but okay. I think it was early in the morning in my room when I was just quietly doing my thing and you came in and I don't know what you did. But it was like, oh, and you're like, go, oh, oh, keep quiet. Yeah. Yes. Like started making noise, whatever. And then I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. So I tried to kick you out and then you started being aggressive back and I just, 
And that's when I didn't, not a grit, not like she beat me this time. And beat you this but time. But like, just like made noise and then made it about me and my fault. And then we had a fight that morning because yes, of that. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So when, if I, hmm, I think it's two prong. When, when aggression, when I feel like you're being aggressive and it's uncalled for. Right. Um, I'll respond with aggression or hurt so right. it's either it's 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 dominoes oh not dominoes what's it called it's it's dice whatever you get you get <laughs> um but i understand i think for sure it's like hurt like being really hurt and embarrassed rejection it's yeah. uh, me coming and wanting to give you a hug and you saying no don't touch me i'm not in the mood yeah um really feel makes me feel rejected and yeah. i think that must be a fear i haven't thought about it. i mean it must be a, a fear i have mm. it's interesting i was actually thinking i've Dude, recurring dreams. We need to talk about those. <laughs> I think as kids, we used to have them more. No? Oh, yes. Oh, I had dreams of ostriches and flying this, flying in the same kind of way. Like in a bumper car, I just what? rise off the ground and fly. It, guys, my Wait. dreams were lit. And ostriches. <laughs> I don't know why there were ostriches there. So cool. But that dream over and over again. That's a nice dream. Very nice dream. Wow. Yeah. As I got older, I couldn't fly as high. That yes, I remember me clearly. too. Me too. Yeah. Couldn't fly as high. The bad guys would grab my ankles. It was yeah. shit. Oh, fuck. They were always bad guys. Always guys as well. Men. Always, always men. Hey, niggas, y'all need to clean up your act. I know. Stop um, traumatizing the world. Just leave us alone. But my, so my recurring one as a kitty was, so it, it was an actual thing. It was, I was about, I think I was three. Yeah. And it was my brother's birthday. I honestly think you're lying. Nobody remembers nothing at three, man. <laughs> no one remembers nothing. <laughs> I do. I was three, well, I was in Swaziland, so I must have been three, four. I have really vivid memories of those times. Okay. Um, my brother was, it was his birthday. He was playing soccer with his friends and he was dribbling the ball. And I saw him and I ran up to him to give him kind of a hug. And he pushed me and my head fell. I fell and I just hit the concrete in my head. Aww. And I remember crying so hard because I felt super rejected. And I was thinking about this the other day Shit. or today. So this really ties in. So when I feel, if I'm trying, if I feel like I'm trying to give you love or be affectionate and you reject that, it yeah. hurts so much. Yeah. If I'm trying to like hold your hand and you're like, no, no, it's too hot. Like, no, no. Oh. In a way that's really strict, um, like really like it's not watery. I my no was really oh. that hurts quite a lot, and so I think I do have that reaction, um, of being like really yeah just hurt and ashamed mm. that I've been rejected. That mm. hurts. So that's so yeah that's mm. that response and with those kinds of conflicts and it's often those. But sometimes yeah I do hmm. Also, if a conflict is not about the thing itself. So if we're arguing about toilet paper, but really I'm upset mm. because earlier before the toilet paper, you didn't do the water jug. Mm. And I felt that you've not been considerate all day. Mm. Even if you've resolved the toilet paper, I'll go on and on and on. Because actually, it's when I look back, it's actually the initial conflict I didn't mm. address. Which is why I always address them. Mm. Because I do have that Scorpio memory. Um, <laughs> yeah. But going into, I think talking about like, how to when you have friends who are cool with conflict and who aren't cool with conflict mm. i think that's really important to discuss for me i found as the person and i think this is a great conversation because i think a lot of people are the conflict avoiders so as your mm. friend this is to all of you i'm speaking on behalf of your friend as your friends who <laughs> don't avoid conflict that sound is birds by the way um what else could it be no, people don't have Hardy does. They're South African birds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> quiet. See, I, I dropped Got my ego you. instead of... Mm-hmm. So basically, when you have friends who avoid conflict and you are, and you kind of welcome it, 
um, at least for me, it means that I have to do emotional heavy lifting. It means that I'm always the one to bring up the issues. And then I feel like a bad person or that I'm much, that I'm hypercritical or that I'm, you know, ruining the mood. It feels... Shit. Yeah, it feels like that. It feels like relationships hang on strings mm. or like need patchwork and it'll just be me to do that mm. um it feels that if the relationship was literally burning like that dog saying this is fine that meme <laughs> that's the friend who doesn't co- have conflict and would rather just let the thing rot and that's how it feels to be on the receiving end of you clearly having a problem clearly being hurt clearly not happy with how I've treated you because I've overstepped a boundary and you have not communicated that there Mm. was a boundary to begin with Mm. or have not policed that boundary. Um, It's a lot. It's really a lot of work. And um, I've closed the gates. I've closed my borders. So basically Mm. all my friends who have come, who I already have, who are conflict avoiders, that's fine. You're already in and I'm happy to have them. I've kept them. Guys, I just made it. I just just made it. it. But yeah, going forward, I I think I did decide a few days ago that I'm, I've already been doing this subconsciously. I literally refuse. Mm. The first sign of a friend who doesn't address conflict, I understand definitely that it's either trauma or something to do with yourself, an emotional, um, like a difficulty in, mm. in being disturbing the peace. But I cannot take on that that burden for mm. you. Um, you can have relationships that are even, and I'm simply not going to be in relationships that require me to do emotional heavy lifting. Mm. Um, when I could just be in one that actually makes me feel good because it engages equally with me. Mm. And for me, I'm so much about balance in relationships. And I know this isn't nice. I mean, I know you're already dealing with the fact that you avoid conflict, but just know that you're also creating an imbalance. Um, That's right. That that is on you, that that's what you were doing. Mm. And that if people choose to then kind of distance themselves from you, if you choose to distance, that is the result of that. Mm. Um, It's exhausting. It is exhausting. As much as it's also stressful for you not to communicate, it's exhausting for the people who have to make up for the gap you've left Mm. because you've not told your line. You've not told your half of the friendship. You've actually been um, dealing with that for a long time. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. I mean, the amount of I'm trying to think. I can't remember which friend it was who I'd be like, dude. Literally every week, I'm coming and telling you what I don't like about Mm. how you treat me and how you treat us and how you treat yourself. Yeah, you have nothing to say about me. I'm not faultless. I think it was Nunu. No, it wasn't. <laughs> you, wow. Nunu, Nunu, this bitch is trying no. to cause a rift. You know what? Nunu, all I hear is Nunu, Nunu, Nunu. When is Nunu coming? I've never met Nunu. No, she's dead. No, she is scheduled. My girl is scheduled. Do not worry. Mm, yeah, so you but were yeah, telling this friend, yeah. Just always like criticizing them, being like, bro, like, come at me. Like, yeah. where's yours? Like, fight me. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What do I say about me? Like, what am I doing wrong? Let's improve, let's yeah. improve. And it's always me telling you. Oh my God, you used to make me cry when I was a teenager and you were a kid. And you would just like prod and prod and prod and make me cry. Like, you'd, you'd want to push me to the place. Like, all you wanted to do, I think you wanted conflict. I don't know what you wanted. You wanted realness or something. I wanted realness from you. Because I was such and transparency. like. like Sunshine and glitter, but all in a cute little box with a bow. Like it was all very, very controlled. Now it's just like glitter fucking bomb like, yeah. everywhere. Um, yeah. And I remember you being like, why, like, why aren't you ever sad? Um, I want to see you sad. And I burst into tears. I was like, why do you want oh, me to be sad? Wow. Okay, that's yeah, nuts. It was nuts. And I you was were, like eight and you're like you, 15. Exactly. Oh, and I was just crying and you were just looking at me with your big eyes like, Wow, I, I've been that bitch. I've She's been you. been that bitch. You know what? It's just like, yeah, okay, that's... That's fascinating. And I think mm. we should talk about that, your evolution mm. from being like born a prefect to being like... Oh my God, I loved it. 
well, to being real now. <laughs> yuck. Um, but yeah, a so... in shirt. A polished shoe. Oh, that, what, what was that thing called? Kiwi. The, oh. the polish. Do white people oh. know about shoe polish? Oh, in my school they did. Okay, but that's Af- in Africa. Do people oh, have shoe polish outside of, of the continent? Oh, maybe not. Do you guys have shoe polish? Should we send you some? <laughs> um... But okay, that was important for me to get on my chest. I'm because I was remembering my friendships and I felt really frustrated. And I just wanted to say, people pleasers, I sympathize. I like, I feel you, but know your fucking shit up. Yeah. And know that you're gonna lose friends. The because irony. Because we're not staying. The irony of that is that people pleasers that try to keep everything calm and everyone happy are actually fucking shit up. They cause the most. Because they just cause the most. Yep. Conflict. There is rot under the carpet and the house will fall down. And you're a people pleaser. Uh, in recovery. Oh, in recovery. Thank in recovery. you. Thank you. Very soon to end. And okay, so another question. So someone asked, what do you say to someone who, um, she has friends who are equally conflict avoiders, mm-hmm. and when she brings up um, an issue, she doesn't embody anger. She's not, mm-hmm. it's no loud voice, there's no anger in her face or in her body, but she's communicating, um, maybe even in, in a pleasant way where she's smiling, she's talking to you know, mm. respectably. And people just don't take her seriously. They laugh mm. it off. What do you say for someone like that? Like, she doesn't know what to do. Like, she tries, you know, she's trying to introduce conflict, but it's so hard because she's not taken seriously because she doesn't um, embody anger. So I would say if these aren't um, her core people, like if it's not the people... Okay, no. The first answer is have a limit for yourself. Um, and decide one, two, cut, and then just cut them out. And they can realize the gap and come back to you if they want to, and you can have that discussion. And they may not not come back. They may come back and you might still say, no, I actually don't feel respected by you at all, and or cherished or taken seriously, and I cannot be in that space. It's toxic and hurtful. Hmm. Um, if there are people, if it's like you and me, like a sister that I actually really need, I would, ha- I would have to just find more and more ways to communicate with you um, that you really have to take me seriously. But actually, no, I think I go back to my first statement. There has to be a cutoff point because at the end of the day, like no one is going to, no one is going to come and apologize. Like at the, when you're at the pearly gates, <clears throat> the pearly gates, um, no mall. one's, no one's going to, <laughs> to come and apologize for fucking up your life or for making you feel that way. I, I, I think there might have to be a cutoff yeah. point also because for when you hang on to shit, so y- you've got, I think, you know, an amount of space and time in a day and energy and people to reach like your circle of influence. And if someone's taking a seat at that table, it's a perfectly good seat that someone that does appreciate that seat could have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Facts. And I think that's that's phase two of the escalation mm. for sure is to cut off. I think phase one is to actually also, as you said, like examine if you're now if you're literally going secondhand clothes shopping and then you confront them while you guys are like browsing through mom jeans that's right about the time also context so you need to say i I would suggest saying hey i really want to chat about um something important to me can we sit down this evening or tomorrow carve out time and then ask why do you take me seriously do you feel you do why don't you and because i feel you don't i feel you don't and this is why am i right am i wrong yeah i want to discuss it because i don't want to assume yeah i think that's an important conversation and also to um create a space that's conducive so not do it while you're out like do it Mm. carve a specific time so that they're also ready for it Mm. um i think that's hugely important but i also agree with cutting people off if that doesn't work that's so that's so so true and i can think of a couple fights that we've had where you've said something in jest 
and so I haven't taken it seriously. And then it's Ooh. come up later, and I've been oh. like, "What the <laughs> actual shook. fuck?" And like, I'm like, "Bitch, I told you the popcorn section. <laughs> I told you don't try me." <laughs> and then I told you to try the salt and vinegar. But... I know. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's it. And so, what about then when? So some people find it so much easier to withdraw rather than have conflict. Literally. Like, I'll just literally stop talking to you. Like, we'll just face this friendship. Fuck. We'll put on ice for a sec. Do you know what? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Finish no. your question. So they were saying, what is like, what do you think's healthier? Because sometimes putting a, a friendship on ice is literally pay, m- more, comf- it's pa- painless mm. compared to confrontation, which is quite painful. Mm. So what would you suggest there? You know, it really is case by case because some friendships can be toxic and you haven't given yourself um, the space to just let them go. And so sometimes then they've done that, you know, it's the last straw and you can just walk away. Can I can I add an example then? Yeah. Um, what happens is with uh, friend A is continuously like made fun of in public by her other friend. Right. So they always, she always, she's just always being teased like, lol, your shoes, look at them. Yeah. What are those? Or just like teasing and yeah. making fun of her. And it's the whole group laughs and finds it funny, but really yeah. it hurts. Like why mock me in front of a group? Right. So she's thinking now, should I um, like confront this or should I just kind of withdraw? But if she withdraws, she loses the group, doesn't she? Not particularly. Um, well, yeah, yes, sure. Yeah. She loses that. So I think that would, that would be, my advice would be to weigh that up. So if she runs the risk of losing the group by just withdrawing, um, then is that something that she's happy to do? Is the group not as important as friend B was to her? Um, and if so, then fine, withdraw. If it's if it if it brings you peace, if you're happy to just let it go and move on, um, fine. I would suggest having a conversation with friend A, even if they don't come to the party, they don't take it well, they don't respond how you like. Um, it's I think it's a good exercise for friend B. Mm. That's the one being teased, right? For for friend B. To stand up for herself, to to express, to be okay with being not okay, um, and to express that, and to be disliked, disapproved of, and to still be okay, like, and to see that it's fine, it's not going to kill her, mm. um, and and who knows, like, friend, friend, um, the the one that's actually teasing her in public may come to realization, may realize, you know, it may be a transformative event for both of them. But I think by being like Marianne Williamson said um, in her poem, you by shining, by by bringing your light, you you subconsciously or give people the uh, permission to shine theirs. I like to say Mandela said that. You think he took it from her? I don't think she took it from Chicken him because like, he was in jail. <laughs> so he had no time to be... He had no pay. He had no paper. He had no paper. Pen and paper. Didn't he write? Anyway... Segue. My guy wrote in jail. He did though. No, he didn't. didn't he write a book? In he jail? took it from Marianne Williamson because we all knew it from his speech, not her speech. From his bitch, and that bitch is running for president now. Like, oh, oof, I'm so excited. I love her. I, she is amazing. Imagine. Is she white? She is. Like but, white, white, or like, you know, like homeless white. Like, is she? No, she's white. White what as do you in mean? she's what homeless she's white. Saying. As in, is she from like Jordan? Like, is she from? <laughs> Is oh, she, I don't know, is she Jewish? Is white or Yeah, Huma, white? like, is she... Wow. Spicy white. Okay, Is okay. she spicy white? No, I know. she's got the hair, like, the dark hair. True. <laughs> but she also wears, like, the two-piece suit. I don't know. Hummus whites wear two-piece suits. Mukundra. <laughs> well, they do! You think niggas don't have suits in those countries? And I'm of not cutting this out. Do. No, they do. Don't, don't cancel us. Don't cancel us. Yeah, it's all a joke. It's for comedic it's relief. It's for comedic effects. So that was back from the advert break. 
the commercial break. No, so, so I um I was making a really good point. Can you can you condense it? No, I I'm not even funny. I did blank. Were you saying that she should? Do you know why she blanked out? She started making love to our <laughs> They're literally stroking each other. Second base, bumping ground. <laughs> so, did you say she should distance herself or confront? So I would say that. So I, I think prize one would be to confront. Um, yeah, to confront if she wants to to keep relations with that group, with a friend in the group. If actually it's a bit of a waste of time, actually, and she doesn't mind losing both the friend and the group, mm. and and it would cause her more distress to confront, um, to just leave it, to walk away. Like it's fu- like if if she can do that and be more peaceful with herself, she may also find that by distancing herself, maybe the other person doesn't even realize her distance, but she still gets that like peace to think and so on. So. Yeah. Okay. And I think from what you've said, I agree. I think um, what I've taken from that is that a lot of it is what you're comfortable with, but yeah. you need to examine why you're comfortable with what yes. you're comfortable with. Yeah. What serves you? Why does it really upset you that you're made fun of? Do you feel, you know, what is the root trauma there or the shame or the embarrassment? Yeah. Um, and what are your beliefs about why your friend does that? Yeah. Work. I like to work things out before I go. Yeah. Before I talk to people. Have what I assume is the story. Um, because then I have something to work against when mm-hmm. I'm healing and forgiving myself and forgiving them. So I. And it also helps them understand how you, how yeah. it's to see through your eyes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think confrontation and getting comfortable with confrontation doesn't begin with confronting. I think it begins with examining why you don't. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. So Bitch, I think can I just of... say, I had a revelation. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> um, In this one second. <laughs> I feel bad about the homeless white two-piece suits. Why did you say they don't wear two-piece suits? Did piece you say suits? homeless or homeless? <laughs> I Wait, so this whole time you thought I said homeless white? I really thought you said homeless white. And I thought, homeless. How is... Homeless. Wow. How oh, is Marianne Williamson homeless? No, but also what what home what is homeless whites don't what? I really I don't know, and I think the more we try to interrogate it, the more Okay, I just want to know. So you offensive so, it could be. I think we're so far at this point we're, we're so it's far over the on. hill. I just like to say I, I don't see color. Um Except you want a Danish <laughs> king and you don't want you don't want you're not looking for your so we Malawian <laughs> king here, you're looking for your Danish we, king. We want we want Danish brothers of royalty. So if any of twins we look we basically look the same age so twins I'm will so be fine. dead you kill me anywhere between Danish born between the years Denmark of... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh, that's uh, gonna be so good as long as they don't not the ones that have that um, blackface festival oh um Swat Pete I think those are the, the sweet Sweden. Sweden I don't know who those are honestly you, at this rate I'm you up <laughs> <laughs> at Christmas time you gonna be the boo boo the food I know I'm gonna be dressed like um what was the name of that woman in 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 Django Unchained? I don't know. You know, I was you know I was dressed like her. What do you mean? Me and Kadisha. We were dressed like the slaves. Yes, the 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 black um servers in a play. We were actually the we were the the servants. Do you know? And in high school, you're so bright eyed, you don't realize. No, the, me and Kadisha oh, were in tears. It was, oh my god, you did. We were so it was because it was so funny and so shocking to us. Ah. Wow. So my revelation was that when we were just talking now about confronting the wise, I realized like I've been fighting, I guess, in my head with a friend of mine. And I realized that I've just been up in my ego about it. Like, so 
Yes, your question was, when you don't confront something, like what's the reason? And for me, it's that if I do confront it, then I have to let go of my victim Mm. status. I'm no longer, I no longer have the higher ground. I no longer, you know, can, you know, complain and be hurt and be, you know, I've just, just realized that I'm, I don't know. And I don't know why, like, why would I still want to be in that space? I totally understand that. I, for me, it's important to let, like, to feel, It's getting less and less the time I need to be a victim. But in Mm. the grief cycle, victimhood is a big one. And it's an Mm. important step for me. Mm. And I need, I want to, to, um, not, it's, it's much less now, but I, but it's been really healing to step into that space and feel like I've been, I'm the victim. I've been wrong done and let that finish. It serves my ego, but, but it's important. I can't. I can't make it not serve my ego because that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. So let me give my ego what it wants. It wants to feed on the victim mm. thing. And then when it's over, it's over. And then I'll be ready to now mm. heal and now um, see my complicit, complicitness, complicity. Yeah. Um, that actually makes so much sense. Yes. Because now I can move forward at peace. Before yes. I would have been forcing myself to move on, get over it, be, you know, be an adult, be, you know, the be bigger responsible. person. Responsible, yes. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we need to let ourselves grieve in the ways we need. Definitely to serve our ego at the space it's in now. Yeah, we need to. We can't at all resist for for higher ground, whatever that you know means. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. You have to let yourself feel it in your chest. Yeah. So okay, did we? So I know that you were. So you were looking at the reasons why people avoid con- conflict, um, and then I the, feel like you know someone asked you a question about then. I, is it how to move forward or like how to introduce conflict in relationships oh, was one right. of them. Yeah. Um, how to, I think, I think I do it in the easiest way possible. So, um, for example, like with my sister, I've gauged what type of energy, she, like when she might, when might be the best time to approach her. So for example, maybe not when she's working, not when she's stressed, what kind of energy she prefers, what kind of how, what kind of line of questioning she prefers um, so that I can introduce it in ways that are the least volatile. Mm-hmm. So I think engaging, seeing, looking at your environment and the person you're dealing with and finding the least volatile, most compassionate way to introduce conflict because you're also asking them to, you've had time to think about it and engage and be ready. They haven't. Like, they're new to this. You're confronting them. It's kind of a shock and affronting. Mm. So bearing that in mind, how can you best um, introduce it to a way that brings them in? Isn't necessarily accusing, but saying, yeah, like bringing them in to also, like, account and and, and be comfortable to tell their side of the story. So with some sense mm. of compassion, some sense. But And does that have to be specifically tailored? Because I'm thinking mm. if you have to apply that model to 15 people... Then you have to know 15 people's patterns and feelings and languages. Yeah. yeah. And is there mm. a way to kind of, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that just feels so hectic. Is there a way to buy a, a pre, pre-make, a pre-mix? Literally, ready-made, just that water. <laughs> um, Which is how I yes, bake, by the way. It's I, the only way. Lol. I think compassion. I really do think whatever that looks like to you. So to me, it always looks like environment. Mm. And, and find you in the most peaceful environment where you're not about to... Yeah, where like there's a space in your day 
or or asking for time so whatever is compassionate to you i'd extend to someone else until mm. they tell you how to do it right so i have one friend who when i'd say hi we need to talk can we talk tomorrow she'd say no 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 no. that really gives me anxiety to like now i have to think about that the whole day i'm really nervous oh. like don't do that to me i'd rather like immediately say can we talk right now and talk right now right. so but I was extending what I consider was compassionate. And then she told me what model she prefers. Right. So I think you have to bite the bullet and start. But just use your own compassionate compass. Okay. That's what I'd suggest. Okay. This is a very... I found this this episode really interesting. It was really mm. conversational. And I'd love to know what people think. I really enjoyed it. Mm. And I want to know what people think. Okay. About like the format. Oh, don't we always do it like this? I feel like this was different today. Really? I brought my A game like I always bring oh, really? my A game. Okay, I was a quite tangential. I'm always, like my mind is always somewhere else. Are you serious? <laughs> Not like what that. I... It's related but loosely. We're splitting the the Spotify <laughs> membership from now on. Yeah. Okay. The raw materials <laughs> is me. The raw materials. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I think. Um, this is interesting. I think it's kind of a never-ending convo. Mm. But I think this is given... Yeah, I think this is like a good perspective and entry mm. on how... On what conflict looks like on both sides. Mm. And also hearing how... I think me and you navigate like toilet paper. As mundane and like funny as that Dude, is. Yep. If you're not doing those small things, guy, how are you going to get to the big things like... You, you've embarrassed me, you've ashamed, you've shamed mm. me, you've hurt my feet. How mm. do you get there if you can't start with toilet paper? So, And then I in think, relationships, like you're using all the money. and you're Yes, you can't talk things. about money and budgets if you can't talk about toilet paper. That's so true. It's really difficult to graduate from, yeah. you know, skipping those steps. So I think for me, um, a lot of people have commented on how our relationship is and how close we are. And it they can does, tell just through the podcast. They can, yeah. People have said, oh, you guys seem super close. And well, it, it's come with work. Um, yes. And also, I'm a born actress, really. I'm so dead. She is. <laughs> Professional voiceover artist. You can catch on South African broadca- broadcast SAFM. SAFM. Nights. What time? Quarter to 10. Quarter to 10. 15 minutes. She gets paid. Listen. So, um, yeah, it takes it takes practice. And I'm so grateful and I cherish mm. Nyak, my relationship with Nyak. Aww. Because I'm because I'm able to be angry and to yeah. show my, my those sides of me and to yeah. confront and heal and continue. And I don't have that with many people. I'm trying to nurture that gently yeah. in my friendships. Yeah. Um, it isn't easy because people don't owe me like... With friendships, it's low-key. You don't owe anyone anything. Mm. Someone can be like, um, no, I'll, actually, I'll just split. I actually just don't want to have conflict. I'm done. And that's like a, a risk. That, that's a, yeah. that's facts. Bitch, I think I've cracked the code for relationships. Oh, my God. Tell me. I think that's the whole point. Like, I can have this with you because you're my sister and it's a given. But in a relationship, you're like, you know what? You cute. You funny. You intelligent. I choose you to, to, like, to grow now. Now I want to expand to my next level of myself with you. You know? You also gonna go to the dark places. I'll mm. go to the dark places. Okay, maybe that's why people. Okay, do expanding it. together. Literally, like a companion has agreed to go through this thing with you, because uh, friends will that. bounce. Like you know, just if like, you haven't had that. If you haven't, mm. depends what your yeah depends. True, 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 yes. true, true. Conscious relationships, absolutely. Girls and gays, <laughs> we're just gonna close off. There's not gonna be any um, transition. <laughs> Let us know what you want us to talk about next. Absolutely. Um, Thank you so much for listening. We think we've we've we're past a thousand listens. We really, 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 we really appreciate oh, it so much. So much. Um, 
and we want to get on radio so yeah. people in south africa if you have any hookups if you have any ideas i literally don't know how to do it yeah. please let me know because be this wonderful. needs to be on radio definitely definitely oh my gosh yes and if you're danish oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh i even had danish pastries today she did five. i'm manifesting it yeah done my Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Also, Mukunda's got an agony aunt video on YouTube, which is really, really good. <laughs> oh yeah. And I think that, that kind of segment would do so well on radio. But it would do. Well. It would do. Yeah. yeah. So yes, thanks so much. Sending your love. Yes, and send in more um questions about or, or just um discussions you want to have about conflict yeah. and we'll lace those in because we're gonna talk a lot yeah. as always about relationships and friendships. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Love you guys and love you, Nyak. Yeah, oh love you too, Kundwa, and like you guys a lot. Uh, you're really weird about committing to saying you love you to the, the people who listen. I just think it's so superficial when all these celebrities are like, I love you, I love you. Like, what do you mean? That's interesting. But do I mean it? I think I do mean it. I mean I love because I, I love people super easily. Yeah. And like sometimes I'll be talking to people I don't know and I'll be like, thanks, friend. And I know for some mm. people that's really extreme. Yeah, like I would feel so much pressure and be like, because I'm a friend. But yeah, like I mean, yeah. If you haven't tried to beat me, we're friends. If you haven't cackled me, we're friends. Like we're friends. This is how she's gonna make this is Pisces. <laughs> Pisces energy. Pisces. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.